Welcome to Let's Get Wicked Deep. I'm your host, Kelly Smith, and I'm pretty excited about today's episode topic. Today, I'm going to be talking about that space, that space between no longer and not yet. This is something I have talked about for such a long time when it comes to relationships, the end of a relationship, which is the no longer, the beginning of a new relationship, which is the not yet. So when you end something and before you begin something, you have that space. That space is so important to your mental health. That space is so important to yourself and more importantly, not really more importantly, but importantly enough to the next person you're going to be in your next relationship with. So the thing about it is when something ends, we often think this is it. I'm never doing this again. This hurts way too much. This is so not worth it. Forget it. So you go out. You may sleep with a bunch of people. For some reason, you want to talk to other people and get to know other people, but you're so determined to never do this again. But our first instinct is to go out and find someone else to do something with. We always look for someone else to do something with, whether it's to feel the loneliness that we're feeling or to forget the person that we were just with. We think... Oh, if I can go talk to Mr. Magoo over there, I'm going to forget about the guy that I was just with. And 10 times out of 10, that doesn't work. But we're in this space. And what do we do with this space? We learn who we are. We figure out who we are. We learn from that relationship what I did wrong or what we did wrong, what he did wrong, what I don't want in my next relationship, what I do want in my next relationship, things like that. So this space is so important to your mental health. It's so important to discovering who you are and who you want to be. Who you were in that relationship is no longer who you are now. Now you're a different person. Now you've experienced things you hadn't experienced before and now you get to learn your lessons, figure out what you like, what you don't like. What you want to do in your next relationship is just as important as figuring out what you don't want from your next relationship. So it's within this space that we grow, we heal, and we learn. We grow, we heal, and we learn. If we bring someone in too soon, we can't grow, we can't heal, and we can't learn. Some people will argue that sleeping around helped me with so much and this and that, and I think from my point of view, it did a little bit more damage. It delays the healing process. Healing before we get into our next relationship is important. So we live in this space. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes we just don't know what to do with it. But this is where we go out with ourselves, where we hang out with our friends more. We build on to those relationships. We see our family a little bit more often. The big thing to remember is who you are before you get into a relationship should pretty much remain the same as far as hobbies, things that you like to do, things that make you happy. You avoid the things that make you sad. You learn how to be independent. You learn how to be free. You learn how to take care of yourself at the same time taking care of someone else, which will happen in your next relationship because that next relationship, it's always around the corner. We're we're learning every day. We're growing every day so we can prepare ourselves for that next relationship so we can go into this next one a little bit more healthy than we are today. And it's not an easy process. It's not easy because when we let go of someone, 
we feel we loved, we let go of someone we thought we're going to spend the rest of our lives with, that's a massive hurt. It's a rejection to a degree. It's something we have to heal from. There's a huge difference between letting go of the person we were with and recovering from the feelings we had with them. Like, okay, I don't love this person anymore. I don't want to be with this person anymore, but why am I still feeling this way? People from the outside may say, well, it's because you still like this person. No, it's because you didn't heal and recover from the things that happened within that relationship. If you're with Joe Schmo and he cheats on you and you're away from him, you don't want to see him anymore, you don't want to be with him anymore, but you're still upset, you're still sad, it's because you got cheated on. Even though that wasn't something that was done intentionally to hurt you, it still happened and you have to handle that. You have to heal from it. You have to feel that. Because if you don't, you're going to meet Jim in six months or two months or whatever it is and you're going to instantly think he's cheating on you because you haven't healed from what Joe did to you. So is it an easy thing to do? No, no, it's not. We have to learn to recognize when we need help, figure out what we're hurting from and get the help that we need. For me, after my last relationship ended, I was the same way. I'm never doing this again. I don't want to set myself up for failure. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to be cheated on again. I'm never doing this again. And at that time, in those moments, that was the right attitude for me because I wasn't ready. I had been abused. I had been cheated on. I had been mentally destroyed and damaged. And I had to figure out for me why. Why did I allow this to happen to me? And a lot of people don't want to hear that you allow things to happen. They want to hear, oh, he was horrible to you. You're just this perfect angel who did nothing wrong. You didn't deserve any of it. To a a degree, they're right. You didn't deserve any of it. But how much of it did we allow to happen? So once we get out, we have to figure that out. We have to learn to forgive ourselves. We have to understand that we can't notice things unless we know what we're looking for. The person that I was with was a sex addict. I had no idea what a sex addict had looked like before I met him. I had never been around a sex addict before. So were the signs there? The signs were there in living color. They were flashing their high beams at me. But I didn't know what I, I couldn't like pick out what I didn't understand, what I didn't recognize, what I didn't know. So I have to forgive myself for not knowing what the signs of a sex addict looks like. I had no clue. I had to forgive myself for staying with the person that cheated on me, even though I had no idea he was cheating on me the entire time we were together. No clue because I trusted him and I chose to not see certain signs. Um, but once we're out, it's a, great, it's a great feeling to be out of it, but we have to recover from what happened within it. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people understand. They associate the feelings with the person instead of, with the situations where the feelings occurred and and the different things happened. So even though you may be over the person that you were with, you don't want to see that person anymore. You don't want to be with that person anymore. There are no more feelings for that person. But there are a lot of feelings and and a lot of things to recover from, from what that person maybe had done and from how maybe you reacted to the way you were treated. Maybe somebody was verbally abusive to you and you got sick of it and then all of a sudden you're verbally abusive. Now you're out of this relationship and you're a verbally abusive person and you're wondering, what the heck happened to me? How did this happen? Well, you went through something traumatic and you have to forgive yourself for going through something 
you didn't even know you were going through. So once you get out, once you make the decision that you don't want to be with this person anymore, you begin to heal. Find a good therapist. Find a good recovery program. I found Celebrate Recovery and it saved my life. I see my therapist on a regular basis. I see a lot of memes out there that say running through the water sprinkler out front is uh, free versus therapy. Yeah, well, guess what? That water sprinkler out front in your yard is not going to help you with anything except for maybe forgetting your problems for a few minutes and then you're just like, great, now I'm back to where I started. Get a therapist. You got you to gotta get some help. You got to get some professional help. Running in the park, I think, is great and it's, it is a great thing for you and you do feel much better after. But you're not going to be able to work through like traumas that you went through by doing that. You're going to need some help. And there is no shame in admitting you need help. There is no shame whatsoever in admitting this is what happened to me. I'm, I survived this. I got through this. Now I need some help to live through this, to be successful and to be a healthy, fully functioning human being again. Because that is possible. I know this because I went through it. I had no idea how my life was being destroyed around me until I was out of it looking at it with different eyes. I had to admit that I hit rock bottom. I had to admit I needed help. I had to admit I couldn't get through this alone. And I did. And now here I am, feeling much better, living a great, happy, healthy life that I'm so proud of. Helping other people get through the traumas that they've been through. Guiding them out of situations they don't want to get back into listening to them and helping them date again. I think it's such an amazing gift to be able to go through something so horrible, so horrendous, but then to come out on the other side, recover, begin the healing process, and then pass on what I've learned to other people so they don't have to let it go as far as I did. And that's what my goal is, is to help other people realize that what you have been through doesn't define you and it isn't who you have to be for the rest of your life. That there is getting out of this and coming out on the other side and being a happy, healthy, successful human who can date again, who can get into healthy relationships, who can get married, who can be successful in finding love and find that other person that adds to their happiness. The other person that adds to their happiness doesn't provide them their happiness, but adds to it. And that's something that you can master. It's not super easy to get there. But you can get there. And that is the most exciting part about it. So that's my little rant today on that space between no longer and not yet. If you find yourself newly single, trying to maneuver some things, trying to figure it out, hang in there. It gets a lot better. Don't turn to other people. Don't turn to someone else to try to make you feel better. Turn to yourself. Get someone to talk to. Figure out how you're feeling. Enjoy being alone and get comfortable in the space between no longer and not yet because at some point you're going to turn around and you're going to have to make the decision to find someone, well not find someone, but you're going to have to make the decision of whether or not you're ready to leave this space of no, between no longer and not yet for someone else. And if you come to that decision, it's a, it's a great decision you have to make, but make sure the person that you leave this space for is worth it. Make sure this person is almost everything that you want because you'll never find someone that has everything you want, but make sure this person is worth it because once you get to this comfortable spot, once you feel like I'm happy, I'm successful, I'm 
living a life that I'm so proud of. I'm independent. I don't have to have anyone else around me. I can make decisions on my own. I can you know, do whatever it is I need to do to get through my days and to be successful and to find you know, work and to have your kids around and have a happy life. You're going to meet someone that's going to challenge you, that's going to say, I want you in my life. I want to be around you on a regular basis. And you're going to have to decide if that person is worth it. Is this person worth leaving this space? And that's a really great place to be, but it's also a tough decision because you don't want to make a wrong decision because you know once you leave this space where you've healed, you've found yourself and you're legitimately happy, you don't want to have to start over again. And you won't. You won't have to start over again, but you will have to figure some stuff out if it doesn't work. Um, But just be sure that when you're making these decisions, you're making these decisions for the right reasons, not because you're lonely, not because Sally Sue down the street is getting married and you want a big wedding cake. You know, make sure you're doing it because this other person adds to your happiness. This person literally makes your life better, encourages you, supports you, and allows you to do the same for him or for her. Someone that is allowing you to come in and help them become a better person. If you find someone like that, don't take them for granted because there are not a lot of people out there like that. But it is a good place to be when you're trying to decide. Just make sure you're deciding for the right reasons. So this was the uh, a quick podcast that I'm you know, uh, launching and I'm super psyched about it. So be sure to turn, tune in probably next week for another little quick podcast. If you need any more information or if you would like some relationship coaching on either how to leave a toxic relationship behind or get back into dating again because it's been a long time and let's face it, this dating world is a beast. It's not easy. Make sure you check me out on my website, kellysmithauthor.com. I have all my information about relationship coaching there. I have links to my book, my audiobook, my podcast, and all the other fun stuff that I do. So thanks for listening today, and I hope you have an amazing day.